after, after like what you thought of you, you gotta retire, fam. You gotta go inspire the youths, man. Raise awareness, you know. Start a whole football <laughs> team. I remember, I'll see some tweets. I'm like, damn. Like, I remember somebody said I looked like a malnourished Raymond. We feel Lagos, we are different And in that December, we are different December. <laughs> <laughs> we are different people. <laughs> you are now tuned in to Radio Uzo. Good tunes, great vibes. I, I love that we've gone so far into this, but for the, our listeners, they don't even know who is chatting on this podcast. They're just saying like, nah. I'm just saying, Jan's not yeah, but like gems being dropped right now, and they have no idea who. Yeah, I actually enjoy conversations like that. That is just flowing. Yeah, you know? but for the sake of introduction, please let, let's introduce. Let, let's let's let, let's get acquainted first yeah. of all. Fouls of is, is it fells? Fells. Fells. Fella. Fella. Fela, my actual government name is Fela. For yeah, I'm named after my grandfather, and we all come from the same place. That's the Fela that everybody knows comes from. So wow. it's it's a name that's just traditional to our part of Abelkuta. But my guys call me Fels. Okay. You could call me Mainland Fels, and you know I'm CEO founder of Mainland Clothing Brand. Also a member of Nine to Five Entertainment, based out of Arizona. And yeah, I'm an architect, but I do a lot of other stuff outside of architecture. I'm a full, fully trained architect. I have a master's degree in architecture. Then the other stuff is, you know, interesting to me. So that's what I do. I like to do interesting things. Yeah, like I'm populating my life with things I find interesting. Good, good. Um, I mean, context for where we're at right now, actually, we're in ATL. This is the, this is the, this is the, this is my birthday weekend, actually. So we, we just had my birthday weekend in ATL. Davido, we did Davido. Um, it was a good time. It was a good time. I, I no. love like that. I find the entire world was in ATL this this weekend. It's been a fantastic weekend like in this, Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta yeah. has been has come through for sure this weekend. And so yeah, we we are pretty much like in the same Airbnb, um, and then I, I I just I saw this guy twice already. I was like, who put this guy like type shit? And then literally tonight. We're just chatting, you know, because uh, I remember he spoke about his brand earlier, and I and I, I didn't get to get your get your info, so I was like, "We well, yeah before we leave. Hopefully, hopefully, I didn't I didn't think too deeply about it, and then sure enough, tonight we're chatting, and then I was supposed to go to karaoke actually, yeah, and we're chatting. I was like, "Oh yeah, actually, but I, I get equipment. Let's chat. Like sit down, let's chat." And just like that, we are sitting there right now doing this yep. thing. And like, talk and do. Yes, great things come out of that ginger. That ginger, right? There. And I always tell my guys to and whether we're working or we're playing, right? If I have an idea, ginger me. If you have an idea, I will ginger you because that spontaneous energy is so, so important. It must not be wasted. So it must not it's be wasted. So to have those where you're like, hey, fuck it, let's do it. Like, uh, there's so many times, uh, especially with events, right, where we're promoting something, we're trying to, you know, we still do all the legwork of we share flyers like it's day one, yeah. that kind of thing. And there'll be times that my guy will be like, yo, should we go and share flyers downtown? And me, I'm tired. I want to sleep or something. But in my head, I always think about it as if I say no right now, we'll sleep, we'll chill. But that opportunity that those extra two, three, four people that might know about that might not know that we might catch, yeah. we'll lose them. Yeah. So usually if somebody asks me, I always just say yes. I'll ginger it because that spontaneous energy of okay, let's just go and achieve, achieve this thing. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one of my guys who do do shout out to do. When we're in undergrad, like when we're broke maybe our last 1k yeah right and normally you just keep down so you can chow food and yeah. be all right and he would just 
you call to where you just be like, fella, is that time or we're broke? How far? <laughs> and I'll just look at him and say, guy, bought to we're broke. And that's how we used to do it because that spontaneous ginger, when our ginger was like, okay, we're going to smash, finish it and know that we have to go and make money now. If not, we're hungry. <laughs> like, it has, it has to come out yeah. somehow. I, that's one thing I, I actually like to do in general, and this is a total side, side yeah. idea, but I like to put myself in situations where I must perform. If I don't perform, it's fucked. Yeah. Right? Mainland design of everything. The three weeks that I used to design the first collection, it was then at the point where my guys were like, guy, yeah, how far? Something has to be produced. If not, we might not be able to f- make up with this deadline. Then I lock myself in my room music laptop and just go just grinding same thing with events same thing with exams in school i put myself in situations where i must perform there's no other option and great things come out of that so those things combined my guys gingering me and wanting to be in a situation where i must perform then allows yeah i don't know yeah the stress allows my creativity to, to flex a little bit i feel like we're similar in that sense as well when it comes to kind of like um optimizing your your environment to yeah. push you to perform exactly you know I, mean? I think i'm the same i'm like i think one thing about me is funny enough i like the way i, I i'm such a fuck i can i can I, my, my attitude to like things whenever i've done things is just on some like oh i can i, I can do this better Mm. Like and I'm, I've always been a very like need focused person. Where I was like, okay, cool. there's a need for me to be here to do this right now. Mm. I feel like right now only me can do this well mm. in a in a real way, way, and that ginger's me. Exactly. Crazy. Now on, uh, now if I wish I, I, I have that same energy for a lot of the things, but like most things I, I don't really care for. But then when I say oh like there's something like only I I can I can see this thing and I know how, how can I I can do oh, it right sure. now. I apply myself like crazy. Hmm. I find that crazy. So I was gonna ask then. So how important do you do you feel like it's been to have like your group of guys or your people oh, to like be see. in that space where you're just ginger mm-hmm. like that? Bro, I'm actually an introvert, so my circle of people is very very important, and I find that I gravitate to people that I can have conversations kind of like this with. Right? It's not just talking about you know maybe pop culture or just girls or something yeah. like that. People that we have conversations that transcend where we're at at the moment, right? And I'm very much a, a no-new-friends type person right now because I feel like once in a while, you meet somebody who meets that level, that bar. But right now, all my friends that are the ones yeah, I like, and, we, <laughs> and they're doing it for me, and we're yeah. working together on things. We don't, I don't work with all my friends on projects, yeah. but I work with certain friends on certain projects, yeah. and there's sometimes that I'm not working with a friend or a project, but he's working on his own projects, and we're discussing, you know, okay, how far do this like this, or what's, what's the outcome you're looking for? How could we optimize for that, right? But I like thinking guys, and women, actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, essentially, yeah. I like people that think, and that's why I like to keep around me, and they ginger me because they speak life into the ideas that I have, or they tell me, they encourage me, and even when if I'm going wrong, they tell me, okay, guy, this thing is falling apart here and here. Correct it. If not, it's a cast. And that, I like people that can give me honest feedback on things. 
Come on, that is, that, that's that's a blessing to have. And so my question now was because I, I think when I asked you about how, how you and Isidu met, I just most of your friends, I yes, known your friends right now, but most of your friends, you guys been guys for a long time or Bro, like sure anybody I call my friend right now, I think outside of two people, yeah, all my other friends I've known for at least a decade. Crazy. At least a decade. It's twenty twenty three. I be yeah. So yeah. at least a decade. There's only two friends I have that I met in the last five years, and we're core guys now because they just met the bar straight away. You know, what I'm saying? Oh. It, it was just organic. And then, with I mean, now it's almost kind of a concern about like maintaining because I think having multiple ten year relationships is crazy. I think it's in this time and day in age right now, it's crazy. Mm. So and again, with the barriers of all you guys being from like you know. Being from Niger, so we'll go to Yang. Yeah, 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 yeah. How have you like been able to like, keep and maintain the communication? So, so one thing that's standard is that we, and it's very organic though. Like it's not like it's planned. It's but nothing, yeah. One thing that is pretty much standard is that me and all my friends from different sections of life, because I have friends from you know different sections, but just a few here, a few from here, a few from here, right? But one thing that is uniform is that we all organically just end up being friends together and we now we have a group chat here group chat there and we talk every day there's no day that there's somebody i consider a friend that we've not had some kind of interaction even if i don't speak in the group chat i've right. seen it and make sure that this guy is good right so we talk and there's times where we do the one-on-ones i facetime my guys frequently because there's guys that might not FaceTime me for three months, but I'll FaceTime them maybe once a month to just make sure that yo everything is still in sync. Yeah. Because they give me juice too in terms of what I'm trying to do. They look at it, they say, okay, guy. They ask me some of these technical questions that are in my head. I'm like, okay, I haven't figured that out yet. You know. So that com- that open communication is so so important. Then another thing that we do most of the time, like trips like this now where I'm here with Zizu. Another of my guys from secondary school as well that I met the same time I met Zizu, Demola, he's in town right now. We've actually been in sync all weekend too, right? We meet up in mini groups. If the whole group can meet, like three, four of us would chill That's together. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Another of my guys who is also named Izu yeah. that I met from from university, right? He's part of my university guys. But he was here too. He, he was actually my videographer for all my movements yesterday, right? He met Izundu in Dallas as well and one thing I live off of is connecting my guys from different walks of life because I think they're all productive people and sometimes <laughs> explosive <laughs> so do you have so you're telling me you, you don't have one unproductive friend guy if you're if you're unproductive like we'll fall off because I've had guys like that right well we just drifted apart not that we'll fight to we'll just drift apart I've had guys that every time we chill they were just where where are the babes and you know, if we go catch cruise There's with babes, like yeah. we could do it, you know, three months as a stretch. But eventually, at some point, I'm going to I'm looking for some other kind of mental stimulation, right? Or not, maybe not even that. Sometimes I'm looking. I have objectives in life, yeah, right. And if every time you want to link with me, it is purely for vibes, vibes and chilling, yeah. then we will not be able to go far because you know the thing. All my friends that I call productive people. We still a vibe, they chill. 
was still catching crews with babes. Some niggas be smoking, drinking. Do you understand? Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. it's not like life is like. So it's not like it's life like, is just yeah. on a straight and narrow path <laughs> for us. So you that you're chilling to yeah. uh, pattern up and add some of the yeah. seriousness so that yeah. we can we can create great things. Now. So if you're not about that life, or if it's purely on a chilling thing, that's calm. But we just won't be guys all the time. Like, I, I won't hate on you. Like, we'll be cool. Yeah. But we just won't be in the same circles all the time. All the time. The, the, you almost kind of, like, made yourself the party, the cruise guy. And it's like, oh, so if it's cruise, we will call you. We'll chill. Yeah, if it's, it's cruise, we'll go chill. Everything will do all right. that's involved, you might not quite be getting involved in that discussion. Yeah, anymore. and the thing is that I, it's not, like... I, I just call guys off like that because of that. Of course. It's always, I'll actually give you the chance. I'll present it to you. Say, guy. Oh. Yes. I have okay. a friend. I don't question. I don't ask. So, like, do these things just have, do you have a conversation? I present the opportunity yeah. in front of my, see, one thing about me, I'm never stingy with opportunities. Yeah, if yeah. I think there's an opportunity that maybe I might not be able to take it, but I think my friend has a skill set for it, I'll pass it to him. Or if there's an opportunity that I think that I'm about to get, but there's space for one of my guys, possibly. I'll present it to him. I'll give you an example. When we were about to, when we were just starting 9 to 5, because I wasn't a founding member of 9 to 5, I kind of joined along the way, right? But as we were moving along and it was starting to seem like the possibility was there that I could become a part of this thing. And one of my friends had told me already that, yo, guys, yeah, this thing is dope. I've seen what's been, what's been happening and you're kind of affiliated. I'd like to, I'd like to join and see how far. And there was a point in time that we had an event to throw, right? And this was before I was even a full part of this thing. And I was invited, obviously, to work with guys and get this thing popping. I told my guy, like, guy, this thing that you said you've been trying to join, okay, like, I need you to come do X, Y, Z on this day with me. And he was like, bro, he has to go and link this chick at this this thing. And (sighs) he did that the first time, right? I mean, the first first time, and... That guy, free ticket for entry. I know Allah, you're my guy. Come in. I'll pay. I'll, I'll cover you, right? Did that the first time. Another time, it was another one of those kinds of situations. I was like, guy, okay, let's go and let's go and carry this thing from here and do this and do that. And he was like, bro, I can't really because X, Y, Z. So in my head, it's not like it's a problem. It's just like, okay, this is not a priority for you. Even though you said you want to be part of this thing, but it's not a priority. Yeah. So I'll just free. leave it. And it's fine. So there's no uh, beef because it's not like there's no it's, yeah it's like, just a lack it's, a clear it's just that you're yeah, not interested you like you said you wanted the true pass for this yeah. goal I gave you the true pass and you passed it back you passed it back <laughs> you didn't want to score that's yeah, no, that's calm it's calm like we just like when it's time to play there's a certain match that the kind of match that needs you if we want to play Tikitaka, we'll call you. But if we want to do up through, we don't need you. I love footy. I love footy yarns, bro. I love because I can't lie. There's, there's a whole philosophy with footy. Like, you can really break it down. Ah, uh, let me even break it. Ah, uh, <laughs> guy. I tell people all the time that football, like the real football, not yeah. American football. Yeah. The real football is a very good microcosm for life. Let's, let's hear it. Everybody has a position. The game has a set of rules, right? People say life has no rules. That's not true. That's cap, yeah. Like, if you want a good life, there's ways to do it. If you want your life to be anyhow, there's ways to do it, right? Everybody has a position. And positions are be- played based off of skill sets. It's not equal footing for everybody. Tiago Silva cannot score like Lewandowski. Well, Lewandowski cannot slide tackle like Tiago Silva. And if you put them in, if you cross their positions, they will not perform the way they need to perform. 
So the game is free-flowing. Life is free-flowing. Opportunities come, they go randomly. Sometimes you can plan them, sometimes they don't. It's like when a keeper fumbles, playing out from the back. Striker, striker capitalizes on it and yeah, scores. Yeah. But if the stri- striker is in bad form, sometimes he scores it and he picks his form, he goes. And like, that changes. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes he misses it and that just tanks his season, yeah. right? It's the same thing in life. Sometimes an opportunity comes and if you're the person, if you're that guy, you score it and it takes you to the next level. But if you fumble it, sometimes it scatters everything. Other times, you might fumble it and learn from it. Ultimately, life will present you with the opportunities that you seek in a free-flowing game. The problem is the responsibility always comes down to you. The same way in a football match, coach can have all the tactics, but the responsibility comes down to the individual 1v1s in every position. If you win your 1v1s and... If six of you out of the team win your 1v1s, you'll probably win good the chance. game. Good, good chance you win the game, yeah. Exactly. So it's the same thing in life. In fact, I use football as a microcosm for when I'm talking to babes sometimes and they don't understand some things. I actually break down football as a microcosm for this situation because I'm a fan of analogies, yeah. right? And sometimes I, I'll tell, I don't have a specific reason in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, But yeah. If, if, if a baby's tripping, you know, like okay like maybe i've caused us to take an l but that doesn't mean that the season is over i, I i've told somebody that before like okay we took an l right now but the season isn't over because the game is a long game if we're committed to it we can score a hat trick tomorrow and we back up, we back up you know like because say okay like we had an argument today it doesn't mean that date nights next next friday is not going to be fully on lead vice, but the only way to be on lead vice is yeah, if we both take responsibility to make it, make it fresh. Yeah, that's just all it is. And I tell people, see, if you watch the game, and you don't have to love the game, but if you watch the game and you just look at life, the because ra- it's one of the few games that many random things can happen at the same time in an in a controlled environment. Yeah. If you, you can take some lessons from it and just apply it to your own life, then even the way footballers live, they train for 10 years leading up to their career, they train almost every day, like that's their whole life, right? Then they explode and they're making all this money. Think about it, all that time that you were going to school and chilling with your guys and, you know, learning how to raise and go, they were playing ball like their life depended on it. So they've done their 10,000 hours. So when you see them flossing, just realize that you too could be that guy you're in your 20s right now they did it when they were in their teens and in their you know from eight to about 17. Yeah, project Mbappe type thing. yeah exactly yeah. they did their project Mbappe earlier you in your if you're 20 right now and you're not a professional athlete come your project Mbappe is from age 20 to 30. if you do the right things and you're disciplined about it and you're consistent then your explosion will come and it will come Life is a game of compounding interest. The more you do, it will compound. If you do crack, it will compound and your life will scatter tremendously. You know, but if you do productive things, it will compound too. Because that's one thing that time is, is a compounding agent. Yeah, that's kind of scary if you think about it. Because I think um, the idea of living your life wickedly, right? There's this idea that it's careless, it's free flowing, Mm. but it's compounding too, Mm -hmm. right? The more reward days you have, it scares me. Like what that what was the final break is added when you look at the future. Yeah. You know the thing. Terrifying. I can't remember who said this. 
but they say that nations fail little by little than all at once it's the same thing with lives lives fail little by little than all at once so even my bad habits i like to check them and make sure that they are in check because if is you just need it to sleep once twice three times next thing is snowballing then all of a sudden you're like how did i get here that's if you even have the self-awareness to catch, to catch it yeah. right so for that reason it's something that i think another thing that we can talk about is self-awareness you have to be able to think through your actions you're not just a playing character you have the ability to make your life what you want it to be so and that comes from making conscious choices and people say oh you don't need to switch up when you no. if you want a different life from what you have you have to become a different person from what you were okay and to become enough. that different person you have to make different individual decisions every day if you want to be like somebody who's overweight for instance if they want to become fit they cannot do the same things that they were doing it's that simple and it applies to any other thing in life if you want to go from a guy who's just the chill guy to being the ceo of a company you have to then become the ceo of a company in every aspect of what that means your mind must change you're now waking up at whatever time you need to be productive you're reading more about this you are in the zone for that role that you're trying to become because that is the only way you can become that definitely it's, it's just something that it's something that happens but people are not conscious about it so if you want your life to change be conscious about the decisions you make and it's a compound absolutely be self-aware self-awareness and then I guess all that aside, I want to kind of like get into like mainland. I mainland. feel like we've seen the mind behind mainland. We're seeing how he thinks. I mean, if you're on a partner with this guy, you, you, you know exactly what you're in for. You know exactly mm-hmm. what you're in for at this point. So now let's get into like the, the manifestation of kind of like your baby, which is mainland. Mainland. When, when did that happen? When, like, when, when did that yeah. start? All that. I, I want to know the story of mainland. I think the story of mainland is... It has multiple layers to it, right? Because um, my friend Anyakan that I mentioned earlier introduced me to graphic design when I was about 18 or 19. So I started doing my own freelance graphic design thing for a few years, you know, designing album covers, song covers, logos, anything, any work I could get on it as my side also, right? Then I came to the realization that I was trading time for money. And this is the story of mainland before it was, mainland was even a thing, right? So I started to realize that every time I do a job, let's say I invest eight hours in a logo, that's eight hours I can never get back, but I can only sell that logo once. So I knew that, yo, this is a business model. It's probably not the best use of my time because it takes a lot to design something from yeah, scratch. Definitely. And to only have to sell it once would be like, it's like, what's happened? If I do 1,000 designs, so you mean I need to give people 8,000 hours and I only get one unit of investment from each one of those. That, to me, it, was, it made no sense. So essentially, I knew that I needed to be able to sell a product the way Apple can sell a product, sell, can design one iPhone, but sell it a million times. I knew I needed that kind of model. But so I, was, I spent a few years looking for what that conduit could be, right? And while I'm doing all this, right, life is going on. I'm working as an architect in Lagos. Then I moved to the U.S. to do grad school in architecture. Then in my final design studio, 
in grad school, I had a project where, and at this point I was very, very tired of designing buildings because the thing about designing buildings is that you can only design, it's the same business model. You can only design it once, you get paid for it once and you can't, you can't replicate it. No two pieces of land are the same. So I, it's a problem that's just ticking at the back of my mind. Then for that design studio, we had to design, um, we're trying to design a way to give back to a certain site in Southern Arizona called Ramsey Canyon. And to me, the design problem was not even really designed, more so they needed funding to solve the problems of that place. I was like, how do you now create funding? So within our program, I suggested that we design a clothing brand that is associated with this Ramsey Canyon Preserve, right? That That is their money spinner. So now they have the freedom from their profits to reinvest into this place instead of begging different donors for money, right? So that's where it clicked. So I told my professor at the time, um, a professor called Michael Rotundi, that's somebody you should Google on Wikipedia. Just take your phone and just Google him now. But Michael Rotundi, I told him that, yo, I don't want to design buildings this semester. I want to design clothing. And he's the kind of guy that, because most professors will never be like, yes. But he's the kind of guy that was like, you know what, fuck it, do it. Right? That your deliverable this semester is if you can make the designs, put together a business plan, and for extra credits, if you can make a sample, then then you're good, you get your A, right? And I was like, I bet. Because in my head at the time, it was kind of like joke. You understand? Where, you know, let me toss this idea at this guy. He'll probably say no, then that would be the end of it, right? So he said yes. And that thing about talk and do again, I've said I want to do it, and he has said yes. So now fella was finished off with it. So I went through the whole process of I designed a totally different brand, not Mayland. Designed a whole different brand, logo, everything from scratch. Again, the graphic design skills that I've done for the past seven, eight years come into the fore. So at the end of that um, semester, I had a business plan, I had designs, I had an aesthetic, I put together a fictitious brand and I put it to this guy and he'd given me my grade. So I've now done all the tools, all the work of starting a clothing brand. In my head, I'm now like, guy, so you've done the business plan. You've done the design. You know how to design. You know how to make something that's cool, that you think is cool. So yeah. what happens from that? So on? from that point, it was like we had, had all the building blocks in place, right? So I didn't really have an excuse to not do it. And sometime in that, in that period, right, COVID happened. And I lost my job at where I was interning as an architect. So I had no money or anything. So I do what's the smartest thing that you should do when you don't have any money. I moved to New York. Because it's the most exactly, expensive city in the bloody that's exactly world. Exactly what you should do. Yeah. yeah. So I moved to New York. Not financial advice, by the way, please. Yes, please do <laughs> not. not <financial> advice. <laughs> so I moved to New York, Sean. And I'm, you know, I'm sleeping on, I'm sleeping in somebody's house for like ten months. So the entire time I'm doing this, this mini project, I'm sleeping in New York, and just doing virtual school with my professor. Right. So by the time I had everything together, it was now like, okay, let's execute. Bear in mind, 9 to 5 already started in bef- while I was in grad school too. And I've worked with the guys a few times on a few events. Yeah. So in my head, I kind of knew a few guys that, okay, these guys can execute, right? 
let's think about so this is fella thinking from the business perspective not even from the creative perspective now these guys can execute i have a plan laid out so if i can get with my guys again we can execute something and this is where maybe luck and faith now comes in because around that time that's i wrap everything up end of 2020 into 2021 so i'm still looking for a job nothing is popping in new york like at this point it's like guy what are you even still doing here then i interview for this firm based out of scottsdale in arizona that does high-end residential so luxury shit essentially like any the people that have lived in the houses that i designed there <laughs> like let me let's just not talk for the sake of for the sake <laughs> you of know, you know policy and you know, nda yeah, uh -huh. stuff, yeah so i got a job with them right and they're based in scottsdale which is right next to phoenix so it's like okay fate has said this guy you're going back to arizona again so i got on a jet one way one way flights back to arizona landed crashed at my indian friend's house shout out avinash for hosting me for a month when i had nothing and again my guys you understand so from that point it was not like okay i link up with my guys if i again and i'm pitching this idea and i pitched the idea for like maybe a good three months we executed another event in that time just pitching the idea of okay how do you make and they were always asking me how do you make money from this right and i was just like okay this is the plan this is how we do this this is how we do that okay then i now had to start making designs for the actual mainland brand and we didn't have a name yet but i just I'm working making designs so that I can show these guys proof of work that a dope product can come out of this, yeah, right? Because yeah. before that, it was just me, the project that I did for school, which is a totally different aesthetic. By the time I came out with a few, you know, I cooked like, I think I cooked like eight designs and I showed them and they were like, okay, this is dope. Then I get keyed in. Then that's how we now start, okay, what's the name? What's the name? We're talking about a name for the brand. I remember I made a whole list. I might have it on my phone somewhere, but made a whole list of like 10, 12 names. Every, all three of us at that time, name, this name doesn't work, that name doesn't work, this thing. So Mainland actually came up as a name because what I called it was Mainland Boys Club, like kind of a riff off of Billionaire Boys Club, right? And I showed that to the guys and I was like, hmm, uh, Komot Boys Club, right? So it was just Mainland. And I, I remember I showed it to Ola first, like just mainland, let's just go with mainland. Ola was like, ah, that actually kind of makes sense, so it's kind of mad, right? But if it was like, nah, he was not fucking with it, like, what do you call, what's in mainland? So one day I'm chilling with Fair at his house, and we're just, just our normal cities, like, but Loki, anytime we chill, anytime I chill with most of my guys, we're also Loki working on something, right? So it's just one of those things, like, guy, and it just hits me. I remember I took a sip of something. I took a sip of like, I think we're drinking whiskey or something. I just took a sip and he just hits me like, guy, it should be mainland because no one is an island. I just thought he felt like, guy, do you know why mainland? Because no one is an island. And from that point, it was just like, signed, sealed, delivered, Done. slapped. Done. So from that point now where, and we've had all these conversations about the narrative behind the brand and things like that, where yeah. mainland is a brand about community. The idea that no one is an island actually comes from no one can do anything alone. Again, the idea of me and my guys Even and this thing. Even in your story, yeah, I've heard already. Exactly. No one can do anything alone, but also the idea that no one is one thing. And that's the reason why we went with mainland is a play on words, because if you're a Nigerian, obviously, mainland has a certain connotation 
but if you're a foreigner it doesn't have that same conversation so i liked that idea of a very complex multi-layered story because it shows that a lot of deep thought went into it but it's also a very complex story it's nuanced yeah yes nuanced right so for my guys that i met in america that have no context of the mainland in lagos it is that story of no one is one thing i'm an architect who picked up graphic design picked up doing business and events and is now running a clothing brand but i'm also the known is an island guy in the sense that my journey up up to this point has been facilitated by the people I met along the way. And I feel like that's a story that every individual can relate to. Because whether the people that you don't might not tell anybody, but you know yourself internally what you think you have the potential to do outside of your everyday. You might work at Walmart, but in your head you're like, you see Kanye West's new drops and you're like, I could do something better than that. You said it in your head. You didn't tell anybody. But that is that spark of you are more than that. You self, you, you know. believe that you are more than that yeah. Walmart job you are doing, right? So that is essentially the narrative behind mainland. And and everything else we do is visual. It's almost like visual storytelling of that journey. So in our first summer collection, a lot of the images were shot by me when I was shooting street photography in Lagos and in in America, right? And it's just a visual way of saying point A, point B, you know? And from there we go. Now, next collections, we start to, you know, explore other themes around this story of community and what is internal, what is external. Like, I like the idea that it allows me to explore art in a way that I enjoy but it also allows us to put out a product. So for me, every shirt is an art piece that I made this piece of art, but I now solve my business problem that I had at 19 where I can make one piece of art and sell it a thousand times. So do you see how everything comes full circle? Nourishment. Vote for Cowbell. Cowbell. Yeah, all you have is time, but okay. what what your objectives are are finite, right? And you do not control the world, even though you control your existence in the world, kind of. Okay. So, for instance, let me use the music example specifically, right? If you want to start as an artist. And you want to enter the and your objective is to be in the caliber of the whizzes, the drakes, and so on and so forth. Yeah. You have to put in your ten thousand hours, right? Back. And if you're starting today, that means that if you start at let's say twenty-eight, your ten thousand hours would then count and maybe sometime around thirty-eight, you're now really a master of your craft. The problem is that you now have that generational gap between the people who are the avid consumers of music, between, you know, let's say fourteen and 35 right. and 
the people who, and the generation that you exist in there's a disconnect and whether you like it or not no matter how fresh how current you, <laughs> you want to, to be, be yeah there's that disconnect right, right. and it, it will hurt your craft so if you're the person starting at 28 you then have to ask yourself does this matter to me that this problem might stunt my growth or this problem might not allow what i produce to transcend to that young audience even now like people are talking about drake is what he's almost 36 he's, like, he's 36 yeah. right and people are talking about like he's his talk, his rap, his rap is either too. I've heard criticism that right. his rap is not for, is not age appropriate for the space he's in, right? Because he's aged, he's so old, people yeah, expect yeah. that his rap has aged to appeal to a more an older audience, kind of. But at the same time, he's executing with the mindset of I need to stay fresh for the young cats. Yeah. But at the end of the day age comes time comes for us all right so there will be the day michael jackson was the hottest property in the world for such a long time but eventually even he had albums that didn't sell as well as the last album definitely you know so it just is what it is and when i do that math and anytime i want to do a, a new project or a new venture or something like that i do that math like guy where do you see yourself after you've done the ten thousand hours what does that look like you know so a lot of people don't know this the, maybe two weeks after I got out of high school I recorded my first single yes I went to studio I, I think I put together all the money I had in life that time really like 15k <laughs> Naira and I went to record with one of my guys at, yeah. his, at his cousin's studio his yeah. cousin produced it okay right but I didn't understand distribution and stuff like that yet so it kind of didn't go far because I had no understanding of distribution and nobody could coach me on that kind of stuff right but that's an aside but the point is if i had done the ten thousand hours from that point in time maybe now it would have been yeah something insane so but, but don't you also feel like for example there, there are instances where you don't you might have already started the ten thousand hours right so for mm-hmm. example like there's some life experiences that you've probably acquired over time yeah that you can now like maybe you're not at zero maybe you're like maybe like two thousand yeah 5,000, 3,000 ish. Yeah. And then knowing that, like, oh, but I do, I do think I agree, acknowledging that you gotta do this. Like, yeah. this time is gonna be put in for this. So it's the under, it's also the understanding of where are your, your sharpest skill sets and what, where are the opportunities that, you know, align with them. Like, could I still, you know, sing well? You know, I was singing earlier and I don't think I sounded that bad, right? Mm-hmm. So it's there. But, is it as sharp as my design skill having gone to design school for about eight years having practiced you know i design something almost every day you know subconsciously now you know yeah having done that versus writing a verse every day i haven't written a verse for something in years yeah so which skill set do we you, do i think will be sharper yeah. so i run off of that then my business mind has grown over time as yeah. well Right, so that is almost at pace with my design mind now. So for me, it's just looking at the chess pieces in front of me yeah. and saying, here's what I would like to do. How can I fit in? Like the music thing will probably still be play a feature in the future. Absolutely. Just not as a whiskey or loge. Yeah. It probably now works as a management or, you know, starting a label or some kind of... An avenue avenue that projects this i like being about around music if you ask yeah. any of my guys 
come to my house i'm always playing especially stuff like afrobeats because yes, I, I like afrobeats the way mozart likes classical music yeah right so i'm always playing that i'm always listening to it i'm always breaking down lyrics and lamba and yeah. so at some point it will manifest itself yeah. in my life yeah in my activities so on a lighter note speaking of lamba when you first heard on the dance floor about the model did you know exactly what it was talking about yes dead ass yes <laughs> Really? Oh, I did. Like the slang was throwing a lot. Oh, I know, I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, but like, if you are, you know, if you did uni in Nige yeah. or something like that, there's some OT that you just could, right? Yeah. And the thing about the, the interesting thing about Afrobeats is that because a lot of it is not in English, right? Yeah. There's a lot of lamba slangs OT that people OT being orientation, right? But that people in the wider audience don't always get. And there's still some slang that goes over my head one, two times, then I'm chilling with my guys, then we listen to it, and they then go, oh, he's talking about this, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that didn't click straight yeah. away. Right, even like with guys like Charlie Poppy, I, I was born and raised in Worry, yeah. so Benin was always close, and there's always that cross-pollination of those two cities. But there's still stuff that Charlie says that it goes over my head sometimes because I moved from worry when i was 14 mm-hmm. right so there's always going to be that element of you know most of what they're saying yeah but there's enough. one or two things especially if you're and if the other dimensions if you live abroad pigeon and slang is always something that's ever evolving it's it's one of the most beautiful things about the language but it's also one of those things where if you stop living in nigeria <laughs> every day your pigeon is stuck in that that's time that that you left and you sounded it too. Uh, yeah you sounded it as well and somebody has to somebody who is fresh ha- actually has to update you on what things are yeah to keep you in the know definitely definitely no that, that's interesting to say that uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna double back to the point you're talking about kind of like when the, on the point of um figuring out what, what skills you have right? so let's for example you like the music thing but you know based off my skill set so far I'm not quite just jump to the talenting. Maybe I just do maybe an A&R or this or that. Exactly. Do you know the idea of specific skill? Mm. Can you come again? So do, do you know the idea of specific skill? Have you heard of it before, specific skill? Um, I've heard of it loosely, but I'm not that yeah. familiar. So it's, it, it's exactly what you're what you, what you alluding to. It's by, um, there's, this, there's this, I guess, tech guy, tech philosopher at this point. His name is um, Naval Ravkant. Oh, I actually know about yeah, Naval. Yeah, exactly. I know about Naval. And so his, his idea of specific skill is kind of like you want to be, whatever whatever it is you're doing, want to be you're top 1% of, of oh, okay, in that sense. In, yeah. Like, I know, yeah, it's exactly. one of his Navalisms that he drops for guys all the time. You get me? Like, yeah, I, I tell people all the time, I tell my guys that there's nothing on this planet, right, that cannot be profitable. You just have to be the top 10, 1% yeah. are doing it. Whatever. People who are entertainers, they're just, the top 10% of people are playing. Like, everybody played as a kid, but some people actually liked their play a lot more. They liked it so much that they took it seriously. Wait, 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 actually repeat that. You said like, everyone played as a kid. But some people just liked it but so much more. They play so much more. Look at what Pokoli does, just for example. That is so What does Pokoli do? Pokoli is playing, but he's playing seriously. Do you understand? Oh my god. I never thought of it that way. That's true. That is true. Because there is that um there is the pressure to conform over time yeah. and stop playing, right? Exactly. Get serious. But we're like, nah, I'm a player still. Yeah. So, and then I'm just gonna find play. a way to make it 
useful to me. Definitely. Do you understand? Definitely. Even guys, people that commit crime, the most successful criminals, they're just the top 10% are doing something bad. Do you understand? Definitely. People that, Ronaldo is just the top 10%. Like, everybody pl- kicks ball. Let's say 80% of boys on the planet have kicked ball at one point in time. The guys that made it to the Premier League and the Champions League and things like that, they're just the top 1% that right. that kicking of ball is so much deeper for them that than everybody else. else. And it's the same thing with art. People tell, I tell people all the time that anybody can draw, but those of us that draw that draw now and design now, we just drew more than everybody else. Because yeah. I, I vividly remember um, in like classes like primary three four five yeah that's a new episode of super strikers would come out and the competition around the among the boys that could draw was low-key that that weekend he got the episode and if you could draw the panel as the best thing with the best wow. drawing of yeah, shakes yeah, yeah. person with the best drawing of shakes or when a new samurai jack episode came out yeah. person with the best drawing of samurai jack you're the top boy in as far as art is concerned in primary you were the you top the guy, guy. You know, and you know, when it goes to secondary school, it's like the person who could, when they give you an art assignment, the person that killed it the most was the guy. And by the time I got to university, it was then like, because I was in, you know, I was an architecture student, it was then like, who could use the most media to actually, I remember, and this is an aside, I remember I met one of my guys, one of my closest friends now, Anyekan, and he was, he is a bad guy at art. Right, but once I met him and I saw what he could do, I had to step up my own game. So then, in that space of art, right, we just were the guys that drew more than everybody else. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, so yeah, I, I I agree. There's just there's a lot of things people say. I think when it comes to I was into a Shilam Camp interview with um Tech and Ghost, and um he said, oh, they were all rapping from time. It was just the alone that just kept rapping exactly. still. You just exactly. kept rapping still, and and that's what you're here now. And there's this, there's this hip hop resurgence coming up, and like they're the way of it. But yeah. Like, but you're like, it's not we have the best bars or nothing. We just, we just stayed here. We still. Just stuck to it. We just it. stuck to it. We just really stuck to it as well. So, so yeah, and to, to take from that point, right? If there's anything I've learned in the last year and a half or two years, is yeah. consistency over anything. Like nobody starts out doing something good nobody starts out as a professional we all start from zero and there's always going to be a learning curve but if you can do something consistently then you will eventually win life is the long game even though it feels like you know in the moment it feels like something has to happen instantly but life is really the long game when you think about it this is something that i've thought about a lot even think about the average lifespan of somebody in most countries sits of a male at least because I'm a, I'm a guy right? right sits somewhere around 70 to 75 years right okay if you think about it that way in the lifespan of the world that's meaningless but in your own life that's a lot of that's time life. right so when you think about oh my when you think about your life in batches of one year two years like okay this thing took a year to do you're not thinking about the long game because you have 75 years. Like most of us, you know, in our 20s, we've used, you know, a few, like two decades out of it, right? But there's still such a long time for you to perfect one or two things and become so good at it that why not just sit down and plot out the roots for the long game? 
like I tell my friends all lot of the time that I break my life into five year batches. If I live to be seventy five, that means that I will have fifteen five year batches. Right now I am just coming up on twenty eight, which means out of my five year batches, when I turn twenty, I'd use four. When I turn twenty five, I'd use five. Now I have three more. Three I'm three into my next one, yeah. right? Into my sixth one. Yeah. So that means what I have ten more, roughly. Definitely. Ten, ten yeah, more yeah, five year five batches. Year so let's say the last ten years of my life I'm old and I'm not really active, right? So we take two of those batches oh, out. Oh I guess it could be <laughs> what do you do in those five years, right? Yeah. yeah. Those so years let's say I'm not labor. building anything yes, like yes. that. No more building. So exactly. So yeah. we take those two out of the remaining ten. Yeah. That leaves me with eight five year batches. So if I have eight five year batches, that's about forty years. What am I doing with 40 years to be as impactful at the end, right? It feels like a long time, but that, if when, but that when you break it down, that's why I said five-year batches, because yeah, yeah. five years go by like, like this. Yeah. The time, the amount of time between 2015 and 2020, it went by very quickly, didn't it? Exactly. So if you break your life yeah. down like that, every time I'm starting a project, I, have, I ask myself, okay, let's say it takes one of my five-year batches on this project what is the long-term outcome of this, Yeah. right? And it then helps me clear my mind on, it goes back to the whole skill issue, right? It helps me clear my mind on, what do you have the skills to execute in this five-year batch so that you can get compounding interest in the next one? Yeah, so what skills do you want to get or acquire in yes. the next five years as well? And what skills can I acquire easily from the skills I have right now? Because yeah. learning a skill takes a lot of time too. 10,000 hours, you said it. Yeah, so yeah. what skills am I already primed for because that gives me the highest impact and the highest outcome. Like if I want to start learning how to play ball like Ronaldo now, I'm wasting a lot of time because the, that gap to catch up to is, is a lot. But if I'm trying to be fella who designs this and does these companies and is trying to grow as a professional businessman, an artist or something like that, right? I already have skill sets that I've been training up by myself, act consciously and subconsciously. Yeah. So the gap is a lot closer, and I can close that gap because I know myself. I think one thing that's super important, and I hope we are listening to this as well. Um, one thing that's important about this mindset of seeing your life in batches, and that it's just it like things. I don't know, like if just hearing you speak about it right now, I, I I can only tell that you you get things done because. Once you have that frame of mind, a lot of the little things that bug us down, you don't they don't quite matter. Yeah. Well, it allows you, you, you to you prioritize. Yeah, exactly. You get that choice to prioritize. I think a lot of the times, like one of the biggest things to do is just like, I believe you should work hard, right? But I yeah. think what you work hard at matters more than working oh, hard. Oh, for sure. For sure. If you're speeding and going nowhere, you're wasting your time. time. You could be going a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction. Still the still, wrong direction, still, and there are no points. Exactly, there, there, there are no points for getting coming in first at the wrong place. There yes, no, exactly, no exactly. So you have to know what outcomes you're looking for, yeah, and optimize for those. At, at least that's how I see my endeavors now. What are the outcomes I want? When I was seven years old, I told my dad I never want to work for somebody. Yeah ever like now that didn't pan out that way right. but it primed me to say to always be looking out for the opportunities for business exactly. right so when i now became you know a teenager 
and I started getting a lot older. I started to then frame my mind around, okay, these opportunities, what can we do? Let's try this. We try, we fail. Okay, what did we not do right? Let's try something else, right? But because the, the priority of, oh, being able to do it outside of a typical employment setting mm -hmm. had always been there, mm -hmm. it made me always ready to take that step of, okay, try this venture, yeah. try that venture, yeah. do this, do that, shift this, yeah. fail okay. at this quickly. Fail quickly. Okay, cool. So now, one thing that, that, that stuck to me in what you're saying is, I think that the idea of where does fear come into equation for you, for the things you want to do and not do or try? Because the idea of being young and say, I don't want for anybody else, it's a scary idea. A, yeah. I mean, I think... I'm not crazy about saying that's that's pretty like that's a daunting. I got that that's a daunting task. So, obviously, in in theory, you're broken down your your five year way of approaching life, all these things. But really, like genuinely, like how how do you, do you think how how do you frame things that feel hard? And secondly, um, yeah, do, do your do your dreams scare you? Like, do they make you a bit terrified? Okay, so that's a two part so question. question. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, how do I frame things that scare me? Yeah. Well, the thing about fear for me is that over time and over experience, right, I've started to, some things that scared me, I dealt with, then they no longer scare me, right? So experience has been a big part of what, be, of what contributes to a fear or what it makes something no longer a fear, right? right? But overall, what I've always, what I've, always thought or at least what i've thought in the last maybe five or six years is that if i could do something then i can do it again right so if i did something and i succeeded and i'm just trying to do that same thing on a larger scale that means that i can do it it's just about figuring out what is the disconnect between where i am at and where we are trying to take this to yeah so therefore in a scenario like that I have no fear because I did it before. And if I went back to zero, mm -hmm. it may, the same person that did it before has more experience, can do it again. Definitely. Right? So yeah. that's how I think about things that that exist within my, I guess, my sphere of comfort, right? For things that are outside my sphere of comfort, it's a little more difficult because I can't say I don't fear things, right? But the question usually for me is, in five years, will this shit matter? This thing I'm scared of. Like, if it became... If everything went how I wanted it to go, how would that outcome look to me? What, what would, would I be satisfied with that outcome? Yeah. If, the, if the answer is yes, then fear doesn't matter again because the outcome that we're trying to get is so much more important. If the outcome then is not so great... And I think it would kill me for the outcome to not not be great. Then I may not do that thing. So, but so wait, wait, wait. So it's, okay, finish up. So like, just to summarize, if I think that the outcome is worth it, yeah, right, then we follow follow through through on. So just just to get back, to, just to, just to summarize your final point, right? So you pretty much feel like you know, it's all strategy, right? You want to ensure that yeah. whatever L you're taking, like strategy removes a lot of fear. Because a lot of fear comes from not knowing, right? Yeah. So if you know, or if you think you know, right, half of that component of fear dissipates. Mm -hmm. So when I see a task that is very big, 
I approach it from, do, is there a roadmap to get to this objective? If there's no roadmap, then we find a roadmap. It's the same, that's kind of how we started the brand too. I'd already done all the design and all the ideas, but the execution phase was very much a, we didn't have a roadmap for this right now, but we could find one. And we spent about 18 months researching that and yeah. you know, testing and failing and doing that. But there was an objective in mind and there was a framework between around which we were working, right? Of let's know how to do this supply chain and that supply chain and that supply chain. So that's so at that point was we were so engaged that there was no fear. Yeah. For something where I don't believe I have the capacity to do, it usually comes from I lack a certain skill set that I know is important to that thing. Now what now ends up being the final deciding factor is am I willing to learn that skill set or not? And I I ask myself those questions all the time. Like when we wanted to start doing videography and video content for mainland, I asked myself if I wanted to learn how to video edit as well. And I thought about it, I was like, the amount of time and energy it would take to do this as and an added skill set and get good at, at it, it yeah. could better be used for things I'm already good at. So I said, no, I will not learn that. Yeah. I will outsource that kind of work. So in summary, my approach to fear, I try to be rational about it is that if, and this kind of segues into your second question about do my dreams ever scare me? I don't have dreams that scare me. <laughs> I tell my friends, I've, I've told my friend before, uh, one of my co-founders on mainland, that I would like to be a billionaire, like proper one, like yeah. straight up. I was like, bro, I've never really thought about that kind of, I, I want to be good, I want to be wealthy, but I don't want to be, in my head I've told him like, bro, if an average person could go from, you know, being middle class or whatever to that then it can be done so why can't i and whether i do it or not is not the important thing about that's not that's the a, objective a, that's not the point that's not the point, that's not the point yeah. ever whether i do it or not is not the point the point is the journey of trying to achieve it because so much more value will be created along the way yeah there is this talk by jim Rohn, i think um and he's he's kind of like his one thing was saying like you know become a millionaire not for the million but for who you will become yes. to become a millionaire. Exactly. And once you get a million, it doesn't quite matter because, okay, cool. <laughs> but who you have to become to get there is far more valuable. Yeah. If you ask like the, if you ask anybody that knows me, I, I joke with them all the time, but it's, it's not really a joke. Like, my goal is that at 40, I buy my yacht and retire to the Amalfi Coast and just have my people that I like just chilling. <laughs> that I like just chilling. And, you know, once in a while, we go and watch the Monaco F1 Grand Prix and things type like shit, that. Yeah, type shit. That's and dope. the reason why I say these things, yeah. and I tell people all these things, is yeah. so that I'm the kind of person that if I say something and I don't follow up, I feel embarrassed that somebody knows that I said I was going to do this mm -hmm. and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I tell people all these things because it's a way to mindfuck myself into because making sure it happens. I know that I'm Africa's day. Exactly. And if I forty, we know that I'm because waiting to solve. Uh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> asked me that guy, it would be like, who be this guy with a yarn that thing that time? It's, yeah. it's the same way. It's the same thing that pushed us to start mainland, like at the execution phase when we'd finished planning, 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 and it was like, because I get into these cycles of when I've planned something, every small detail I want to plan it some more. And you find it some more, yeah. But like I then told my guys in our group chat that yo guys, mainland is dropping this year, and you know. The hoodies, everything teas are going to drop this year at the beginning of the year because then I now had to follow through. Like, you know, that video where it says, I talk, I do up. So, in my head, 
I actually saved that video on my phone and I play it every time for myself because in my head I was like, I've told these guys that I'm going to do this thing. And if this year passes and it doesn't drop yeah. and something doesn't happen, yeah. then I'm the guy that said and couldn't deliver. Therefore. So for those reasons, I always talk about my dreams to people. Whether they want to steal it or not, it doesn't matter yeah, to me. Yeah. I tell them the dream so that I have committed it in real life to committed myself to following through. Yeah. Ah! I want to learn, I want to hear about one man. His name not so no. The man not got for a big workshop way. But one day to we come change. All in customers begin waka. The man waiting say him be your guy. No be your guy for strong, strong headache. He walk it up. He had a hammer. Now so headache can be your guy. Do you know do you know visualize value? There's, there's, there's yes, I do. Yeah. Jack Butcher is the, the You know the thing about me, yeah. I know all these things on the face value. I never I, I never like to peer behind the curtain. Gotcha. I want to get, and which might be a good thing or a bad thing, right. but I like to see, Visualize Value has been something that I go to as a resource a lot in my career. Interesting. Right? But yeah. the person behind it, I'm, maybe I don't want to know yeah. who that is, but I want to know the core idea Definitely. in front of that's me. Cool. I, th I think that's even, like, I mean, that's an interesting way because it's, it's a very, it's a valuable thing, right? I, I think... It's kind of like, I think someone said, like, most books can be tweets, right? Because, again, we write probably a book is good so we can sell, make money. And that's fine. Do that. Go crazy. But um, once you keen to that, that, oh, yeah, like, I can just take what I need from this and leave it. Yeah. And that's cool. I think the value of the idea, right? The, the idea and the valuable thing that you see in something, you don't ha always have to deconstruct yeah. it to the yeah. barest yeah. minimum. Yeah. You can just take, okay, this thing inspires me to do more random kinds of art. Fine. That is what I'm taking from it. I don't need to know the reason why the person started the page or anything yeah, like that. And I think that's also an interesting argument for why people separate the art from the artist. Oh, for sure. You get me? Because I think like sometimes when people say that, I'm like, yeah, yes, this has been said and done or whatever, but like, what I gain from this, right? What I'm taking from this, I'm choosing to take this. Yes. Yeah. I'm not supporting his behavior that, but there's always this idea that by supporting the artist, you're commingling, you're supporting everything. You say you you doing all that once, but I only that applies. We could break that down actually, yes, because yeah. the way I see it is that people are people, which means that they're flawed, right? But their their actions, right, are are what they've projected into the world is a product a lot of times. And that product, while it comes from them, it is a separate entity from them. Do you know? Like, the first person to invent a mug, right? You probably don't know them anymore. They're no, dead. Yeah. But the product that came from them, the right, lives is on, there. The yeah. idea lives on. So do we really... What if that person turned out to be the most heinous person in the world? Are we really going to say that mugs are not... A heinous creation now. Do you understand? Like objects and creations actually do have a life outside of their creators. It's why music can be good no matter how bad the person that made it is. Yeah. 
is why countries can be great even though their leaders are terrible because the idea an idea is so much bigger than a human being and i think that's something that in 2023 we need to be very we need to remember yeah that an idea is beautiful or heinous does not mean that the person it came from is beautiful there are two separate entities those things and sometimes right the the lines get blurred i understand that but you have to treat each one as its own thing and evaluate it for that you know yeah i think even when it comes to the idea of like even cancel culture with this i do i i feel like whenever we talk about the word supporting artists and whatever like support i'm just like well how like how well are you supporting these artists you know like for example by streaming you're playing a song maybe you do a song maybe like once or twice a week like Genuinely, how much are you contributing to this guy's like overall impact in your life? You know what I'm saying? I think we also live in a time where we, as individuals, overrate our importance, and it probably comes from the fact that you are, you know, you everybody has a social media page now. You have people that follow you, quote unquote. So in your mind, your opinion matters. Like, you know, on an individual level, yeah, it probably does. It matters to your family and your friends around you. But to the wider world, does it really? Not really. Like, it's part of the background noise of humanity. So, um, yeah. so to me, I think that when you're looking at it specifically about artists, right, do what you want. If you don't want to support them again, fine. But f- where I draw the line is when you're not indignant that everybody else should follow me you're angry with everybody else for not seeing the world how you see it are you how narcissistic are you because that is actually a narcissistic behavior that you believe your worldview is so good so accurate that that is the only way the world can be perceived in right and that is maybe the core thing about social media it encourages our narcissism it allows us to believe that our voice is so important and our perspective of life is so real and genuine and honest and unbiased that what we think of something must be what it is. And a lot of the times it's not. Yeah, and then and that's why it's polarizing, right? Because you go find people who agree with you. Yes. And, and you, go, you, yeah, and we, we you go build your echo chamber. Exactly. I mean, that's why, I mean, the idea, the idea of touching grass is so real. Like, go outside and touch some grass. Like, for me, my touching grass is going to the ocean. Like, when I go to the beach, I look at the, I just see how vast it is. I'm like, mm-hmm. it don't matter. I, I really don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is, my thing is actually watching documentaries. Really? I watch documentaries about any and everything that interests me. I watch documentaries on business, historical documentaries, especially war, World War Two. I watch documentaries on our planet, you know, the oceans, just animals in general. I watch documentaries on outer space because it gives you a sense of scale right at this very moment while we're speaking there's some animal somewhere on this planet getting hunted fighting for its life there's another one that is doing the hunting and it hasn't been successful for three or four days and it's starving and if it doesn't catch that neck cut that next prey it's over for it at this very moment, there's human beings that are living the best of their lives and there's some that their life just scattered today. And I, I try to remember those things so that no matter what happens in my life, I realize that 
at the end of the day, in 80, 90, 100 years, 200 years, like, nobody will remember that this happened. So don't take it too seriously. But also, take it seriously enough that the good that you want out of it for yourself, you can get it, mm. right? It's, it's this balance of being in touch with the fact that life is real and at the end of the day, if the universe has existed for maybe 16 billion years or something like that, your life is nothing but a blip. But that blip is important enough to some people that you should make it meaningful and impactful for them. That's a good reason to live a good life. Find the balance. If I have any reason to, to live a good life, that's a good one right there. Um, that, that's a good place to close. But before we close, I just want to ask one more question about the brand. Um, today, where is Mainland and where do you want to take it? Um, so today, Mainland is... We're in November, right? So today, we are coming up on existence of eight months post our first drop right congrats by the way congrats thank you congrats. thank you i appreciate that so we've come i think in eight months we've come for considering the people that have seen and know about the brand right we've come for in that sense you know you have pokoli wearing it ruga wearing it um bizu wearing it um there was lawyer bobo just got something yesterday <coughs> excuse me no spin all and people like that shout out to my guy demi by the way because he he's helped us immensely with that kind of push but i also think that we're in a spot where not enough people know about the brand everybody who's come in contact with the brand is always blown away by okay this thing the quality the story it makes sense but if you've if you're shouting in an empty cave nobody hears you so where we would like to go in the next two quarters is we'd like more people to know about the brand. Ideally, I would like us to be getting fifteen to twenty-five thousand views on the website per per month. That's that's enough. I like to put numbers to things, so that's a number that I'm trying to get to aggressively. But I would also like us to be more stores across the world. <coughs> Like, we're currently in Alte 51 in Lekki. So if you're a fan of the brand in Nigeria, you can always get a mainland piece from Alte 51. They're the only people we work with in Nigeria right now. We're in talks with a few other places, a few other stores in a few other countries. But over the next six months, that's my priority, to get more eyes on the brand because I think the story is great, the product is great, and the people around it are great. That's beautiful. Thank you um, for that, for this conversation we've had today. I think it's been very um, eye-opening for me. Also for y'all as well listening. And, and then, again, the story, just from your, from, your, from what you said, I think I get it. I think um, I buy it, and I hope people check out the website. And also, yeah. get, also, also get the idea and, and track with it as well, man. So now it's time for all the sh- shameless plugs. Please go ahead so, and, and plug everything, please. First of all, shout-out to Dami because she asked for a shout-out. <laughs> Secondly, um, you can find Mainland at M A I N L N D on all platforms. You can also visit our website at main lnd.com. You can also follow me personally if you want at y.fells on Instagram. Any last words for the people? Um, just keep doing great things because everybody has the ability to do great things. And the only difference is that some people 
take their ideas as things and other people keep them as just ideas ideas are not real execution and real things are real if you have a great idea it doesn't exist until you make it real